And now, coming at you from Yellowknife, Canada, from one of our living rooms, we're talking movies. And sometimes TV shows. With spoilers included, folks. This is Armchair Reviews. Wait, is that is that based off like the armchair quarterback is saying? Is that what we're talking about right now? Chris, we, we spoke about this before. Are you sure? Yes, more than once. Positive, though. You wrote the joke. Oh, God damn it. All right, you're right. I apologize. Featuring Chris Godin and James McKay. What's going on? How's it going, James? Um, all right. How's Chris? I am Peachy Keen. Thank you for asking. Ooh, Peachy Keen. Yes, sir. Welcome back, everyone, uh, to Armchair Reviews. My name is Chris Cotton. And I'm James Mackay. Now, we were on a little bit of a hiatus. A little hiatus. Hiatus? A little this, a little bit of that. A little column A, a little column B. Well, you know what the shift work these days. Shift work, vacations. It is the summertime, so. Women. Ugh. Tell me about it. We've been ever since we started this podcast, we've been beating them off. Yeah, with both with hands. St- <laughs> <laughs> it's just been crazy. Uh, classic. So, what are we going to talk about today, Chris? It's been a while. We saw a couple movies, but we didn't really get around to recording them due to conflicting schedules. Yeah. So, we were going to do one specific episode on Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, Jurassic was- World Two. Which we ended up seeing probably literally like two weeks and a day ago. Two, yeah, two weeks ago we saw it. <laughs> we were going to do an episode for that, but that fell through a little bit. But we're going to talk about it a little bit here first today. Yeah, uh, it won't be a full episode for it. No, but, um, but we'll the main spew some knowledge, spew some knowledge a little bit, and our thoughts on that. And then we're going to get into another big blockbuster movie that we saw yesterday, last night. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp, not a little, just the Ant Man. A.K.A. Marvel Light. Marvel Light. <laughs> zero calories. Yeah, just, yeah, zero calories. Zero, zero, cal- zero Dial- calories. Diet Marvel. Diet Marvel. I, I'd say. Yeah. We'll get into that a little, little bit later on, so let's dive into uh, Dinosaur World. Attacks 5. I think that's what it's called, right? Probably overseas. Yeah, I think it was Tragedy on Dinosaur Island 5. Right, right. That's yeah. It. Okay. You think they'd learn? No. No. They never, never learn. learn. Except for Ian Do- Malcolm, Doctor Ian Malcolm, Doctor yeah. Ian Malcolm. That's He's, right. Uh, even though in the very first one he got eaten, but no, he didn't get eaten. He got fucked up. Like he got mauled by a T Rex. Like yeah, he was taking shit. No, no, no. That wasn't him. That was the that was the lawyer. Oh, that wasn't him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he just yeah, got, he's like, his, just like, got, got swiped. Yeah, yeah, he got okay. swiped. Yeah, but because he returned. I got some mixed up. Yeah, yeah. So it's he been got... <laughs> since like ninety three. Ninety three was the first one. The first yeah. one. What a movie that was. <laughs> Great time. Go to time. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. Like, that that lawyer, <laughs> he wasn't actually taking a shit. He was hiding in the bathroom. In the in toilet. The bathroom. But and then it falls apart like yeah, a little... gets wrecked. It's like, think of it as the new Big Bad Wolf, where the Big Bad Wolf is the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and he's a little piggy <laughs> in his straw house. Piggy. And the T-Rex goes huff and puff and blows your shit down and eats you whole. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> it would have been better if he was actually taking a shit. That'd be funny. But, yeah, so we're uh, Dinosaur Attacks Tragedy on Di- <laughs> Dinosaur Island 5. Yep. Good uh, title. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> Did you, like, is the kingdom in this movie, is that the world? No, I think it's the kingdom is supposed to be the Jurassic Park. The, yeah, the Jurassic Island. But what if now? Because like, obviously we're, we're gonna jump right into this at the end there. Yeah, I know what you're trying to say and what you're getting at, but I don't think they're that smart. Maybe it's like man's like the time of man is coming to an end again. I mean, hopefully, 
Like <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for this movie, yeah. hopefully all these characters get fucked up. They just never learn. No. Like, and actually, it's funny. Okay, so the opening, open this movie up. Um, you see people and PETA and all sorts of animal organizations and activists and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, save the dinosaurs! Yeah, a bunch save of the dinosaur dinosaurs. activists now. And so which is kind of like I get being, it because I feel like that would it's happen. Being in real life. led by the same by uh, Claire. Claire, yeah, she's one of like the I'd say what is it factions that are trying to be like the main frontrunners in like DC and stuff. For they're it. they're the only ones that we really get to know. It's well, Claire, yeah, yeah, for sure. Claire they're the only ones that you see. Sidekicks. Yeah, we'll let's call them sidekicks because I can't remember their names at all. Yeah, they're fine, but they're just sidekicks. The Asian vet, and then the the dinosaur vet. That's right. The di- she's a dinosaur vet, and then the uh, the frightened nerd, the frightened science nerd, boy, yeah, computer boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. So they're the only ones that you see, but like it's on the news. They see like news bulletins and stuff like that. They're covering it across like the states and stuff like that. But I think that would actually happen if this was a thing, because like, oh, oh it's all life, yeah. well, you know, preserve life and stuff. But then I love how most of them are like, no, this, too. this is perfect because the island's about to blow up because of a, a natural disaster, yeah. a volcanic eruption, which and, is going to wipe out all of them. Yeah, and this is essentially how they became extinct in the first place. Yeah, so they're just like, humans are like, well, well let, perfect, let life figure it out. Yeah, let life take its course. And and that's even what, uh, you see Ian Malcolm, he kind of bookends the movie. He only appears at the start in the beginning. Or, yeah, the start. Start in the beginning, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Start in the end. Tricked you. Start and the finish. Start in the end, yeah. Beginning but, and the end. So, <laughs> the end and the finish. <laughs> Classic. So he's saying, like, yeah, let's let it go. Like, we've seen this too many times before where shit hits the fan and we're picking up the pieces for people's greed and... and Et cetera. Blah, 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 blah. So they're like, yep, cool, let it explode. But now people are like, we can... Uh, Claire gets reached out to by some rich people. Uh, you find out that who the rich people that are reaching out to her. They're originally the two people that started the whole Jurassic Park and bringing dinosaurs to life. Well, it was it was Hammond, um, yeah. John Hammond's and partner. His partner, but uh, John Hammond's dead. Yeah, John Hammond's dead. Yeah, so, so they, this I say is a, two people, but it's just the one one of the two. Who, people. What's his partner's name? I know it's like something Cromwell is the actor's name. Um, right there, guy. Benjamin Lockwood. Lockwood, that's right. Yeah. So James Cromwell plays his old partner, Benjamin Lockwood. They had a falling out because of like uh, differing ideologies. Yeah, I think it came down. I wonder why. You'll yeah. see later. I'll talk about yeah. that in a bit. And uh, I think it ended up. He's on like he's on his deathbed essentially, but he wants the dinosaurs to be saved. Yeah. So he reaches out to and he, he his. He actually wants the dinosaurs to be saved. Yeah. But lo and behold, there's some ulterior motives going on here. You get B.D. Wong being a mustache twirling villain again, just fucking shit up. Well, not so much him. But he, yeah, he's part of it. I mean, he is part of it, but... It's the it's, rich other prick. Yeah, it's the guy who took over Hammond's estate, who was like Hammond's assistant, who took over his estate. Well, that's now Cromwell's assistant, or Lockwood's assistant. Essentially, yeah, yeah. but he's still in charge of... He's like, he's in charge of Lockwood's estate. Now. Yeah, yeah, and he's like power estate. of attorney, isn't it? Yeah, and so he's the one that's like fucking shit up. He's, he goes from like charming to, guy to just total asshole scumbag. really quick. Yeah, he's essentially trying to manipulate uh, dinosaurs and dinosaurs DNA to create, Again. to create particular needs for whoever so he can sell stuff like on the black market essentially black market dinosaurs yeah essentially it's what it is he's and they show it in the movie he's they're they're in like the basement of the big mansion and they're 
bring out the dinosaur in the cage and auction them off to, you know, all these sketchy countries or, like, groups of people around the world. Yeah. So. that Those are our bad guys and stuff. Yeah. And, and you see, it's, like, the same type of thing where when they, when they actually go on the island, like, Claire, she recruits <clears throat> uh, Chris Pratt, our yeah. boy Chris so, Pratt, friend of the show. Yeah. So, Buddy, that's running this state, recruits Claire. Yes. To help save the dinosaurs. Yeah. And... But so she thinks he's genuine. So yeah. she hops on board. She reaches out to Chris Pratt because they really want a raptor for obvious reasons. Yeah, they want blue and, specifically. And the only well, blue's the only one left. Right, right, right. And so they're unable to find blue, but they're like, oh, like Chris Pratt will get blue, no problem. Yeah. Like they, so they bring the nerdy kid so he can put a tracker on blue, and then they essentially bring Chris so that he can track blue and. In her, his mind, if you will, save her. In his mind, save her, and in Claire's mind, save her too. So, like these four people are oblivious to what's going on until they essentially get to the island, yeah. and it's right in their fucking face. And it's always like some paramilitary group that just mm-hmm. like why, why are people trusting these paramilitary guys? Because they're always going to be dickheads, Scum, scumbags. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, they're always dicks. Yeah, they always. But yeah, those those scenes were pretty cool. Um, I liked how. Like they're trying to get off the island and everything's going to shit like slowly and yeah. the dinosaurs are freaking out and that was a really good scene the actually. The dinosaurs are freaking out, the people are freaking out, and volcanoes also, what, erupting. That one that one dinosaur that like finds Claire and Science Boy in the tunnel, like that's a terrifying dinosaur. Yeah. Why it's like why some... don't you just weaponize that dinosaur instead of making a crazy hybrid being? Because that they, was they terrifying. Can get... I guess, but like that—that that dinosaur yeah, is fucking scary. That thing, I don't know what the hell it is, but I think I think it's one that BD Wong was fixing up in his shop because I think it's part T Rex, part. I don't think so. I think that's an actual else. dinosaur. Are you I'm, sure? I'm pretty sure that's an actual dinosaur. I don't know, dude. I hope it says something here, because um, it looked just like a small T Rex that had insane claws. Sure. Like raptor like claws. Like it looked like the dinosaur from the first one that they created, but yeah, a lot it was smaller, so smaller version. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm coming across a list here of creatures on the screen. Baryonyx, that's what it is. That's what it was? That's, yeah, that's Baryonyx. what it was. Yeah, so that thing was. That's a real, that was a real, a real dinosaur. dinosaur. Okay, that's yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah, that thing was pretty, pretty crazy. Like that, and like. How it's like slowly stalking out of the shadows, yeah. and like there's fire coming down on it and stuff, and it chases it up, like it chases them up the little escape the hatch and stuff. Ladder, yeah. Like, fuck. That's yeah, crazy. it's not quite on the level of like a T Rex or like a Velociraptor, but it's it's kind of like mid size, yeah. And yeah, it's bigger than a Velociraptor, but smaller than a T Rex, just as scary as both. Yeah, I'd, I'd say <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, so why don't you just use that? anyway? Anyway, because um, it, they want to create something. <laughs> specific to people's needs that people can't just look up and be like oh it's this thing yeah no I guess and that's the they actually hinted that I watched Jurassic World the first one yeah. earlier um, actually I think like two days ago or something just for shits and kicks because nothing else was on Netflix and um, what's the guy's name uh, Vincent D'Onofrio's character who's tr- who's trying to weaponize the Velociraptors the entire movie oh yeah he, he even like before he gets chomped by by a raptor <laughs> he pretty much says like oh we've been working on imagine the something as terrifying as a T-Rex and a raptor but just smaller yeah. and so they actually get like that a little bit of uh, foreshadowing 
for this movie, at least for Fallen Boy, what, hell this what gets is. made here, the Indoraptor, the, the Indoraptor is, is the yeah. new big bad dinosaur, right? So there, but then he gets mauled, and you don't hear about it until this movie comes up again, yeah. right? So that's that's cool that part. I don't know if they were aware of this is where they wanted to go with they the Indoraptor, or if it was because they have the DNA from the Indominus Rex, and we skipped over that intro, which I love. The intro for this for Fallen Kingdom, do you remember that? When they're when the sub is going into the Mosasaurus uh, water. Oh yeah, in, entrapment. Guess. Like we just saw it, and we were like. Well, these guys are going to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even though, like, they were saying, oh, it should be dead now. Somehow these dinosaurs have survived. You know, life, life finds a way. Yeah, life always finds a way. I love this intro because it was so close to, like, old school Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Like, yeah. OG Jurassic Park. You have, like, the, the fallen, the park that rain, rain, rain. Like, there's bright yellow jackets being worn. Yeah. Um, shitty weather. Shit, it's yeah. dark. <laughs> it's dark. And, you know, the lightning's going off. And everything just is so much more tense. You know, you see, you see, like, the shadow, like, the light play of, like, the Mosasaurus, like, swimming above it. You, you know, they, they send up the, the bone because they find the Indominus Rex at the bottom there. They send up the bone and a little thing. But they lose communication. Communication's all fucked up. And then the one guy can't hear anything. All the warnings because he's, he's the other tech guy. Or he's the other tech guy. And uh, you see the, 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 the foot stomps start happening. The T-Rex starts sneaking up on it. And he gets, starts running, and that's like, oh, it was so good. I love that scene. And, and eventually it gets... Yeah, you see, I think you see yeah. in the, this trailer, too. He gets murked he by gets the most super, super murked, yeah. yeah. Essentially, like, hanging off the ladder. And they weren't able to... Yeah, they weren't able to uh, close the doors because there was not, not enough time yeah. for them to close it. So yeah. the most story, you see it, like, sneak out. S- yeah, swim out. So back like, in, the, in the, the wider ocean. Yeah, so like, mm, where's this guy going? Yeah, it's really cool. I, I love that intro. I forgot to mention it earlier. But that was it's a really good one to open this kind of movie up. Yeah. So we essentially covered the story for the most part. Yeah, everything else in between. Like, you get a little girl and she, in there. She she's kind turns of out to be Lockwood's... Lockwood's daughter who passed away and he cloned her. He cloned. He made that was that's the big twist of, of uh, this movie, of this movie yeah. is that like oh Lockwood Shh. you're led of, to believe that she's the granddaughter. Yeah. And that mother just But you died. know something's fishy because he won't let her see a picture. He of, won't let her see a picture of her as a kid or yeah. at all or whatever blah blah blah. And she's under the impression that she's just the daughter. The, yeah, the granddaughter, yeah. daughter of the mom. But yeah, you find out that she's the clone, a clone of uh, of his daughter. What a twist! What a twist! Oh so right there, goodness. you have to assume that oh Hammond, even though he was a batshit lunatic, uh, science Colonel Sanders, um, he had limits. He was only willing to clone dinosaurs and, yeah, and fill in dinosaur DNA instead humans. of humans. And that yeah. must have been where they butted heads butted and heads. went each other's way. Yep. And uh, what else did you like about this movie? Um, we kind of touched on this before we started recording. Like the action scenes were good. I did like the action. Um, I felt I felt this one was, even though like it's not horror per se, but this one it more, felt more tense. It's a bit more violent. Yeah, I would say. I wouldn't even necessarily violent. Like, obviously, yes, it's violent. People get eaten and you get, fucked up. You get some fucking people on people violence, dinosaur on dinosaur, people on dinosaur. Yeah, there's definitely there is violent, and I do appreciate that. And not not so much like gory. No, no, no. But it's there's a lot of killing. Yeah, Um, yeah. No, I I just found it. It was it's just more tense and like more terrifying. You know, there's just it just yeah. If it just felt like that way, and compared to other Jurassic World movies, where it's just like 
loud explosions and being chased and stuff like that. I this think, one, the, yeah, I think had the characters like the had type. Yeah, and the characters had a different set of, of stakes, I guess you could say. And now, especially if we're going to be going into this Jurassic World three, where all the dinosaurs are just Loose. all over the world, like the end credit scenes are essentially pterodactyls flying through the Vegas Strip. Through Vegas Strip, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Wait, what if Vegas is the kingdom? It's the fallen kingdom. <laughs> Vegas have, is the kingdom. We just have an entire <laughs> entire movie in Vegas, Jurassic Park. I'd be okay with that. That'd be neat. But I'd have to go to Vegas to watch it. So yeah, just I guess make it right. Um, yeah, no, I th- I thought it was fine. I didn't think like Claire, uh, what's her face, Dallas Bryce Howard. Howard, yeah. She had a little bit of flip from the first one because she doesn't see these animals as animals, and so obviously she yeah. has that little that evolution. A bit of a character. Now, Chris Pratt, however, he's still a handyman, and he's building shit when he's being found again. He's kind of dumb in this movie. In this one, yeah. I, I feel like he wasn't given a whole lot to work with. I thought he was a little bit more... Um, he was utilized better in the first one, I thought. Yeah. This one, like, he has some good moments, like, when he's tranked, and he's, like, slowly trying to get his body back, and he's pulling, like, the Wolf of Wall Street, like, yeah, flinging, to flinging his limbs over and get away from Dodge lava. The lava, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that was a cool and there's good spots but a lot of the time he survives based on chance and by blue showing up and yeah. randomly saving his life when yeah. he should just be like running and so he just like sometimes he just be gives the badass up. guy he just like gives up yeah. a lot of the time when, when he couldn't or shouldn't and blue just yeah. saves up miraculously and, and I saves think up. that's just bad writing but it's not his more, fault more I don't, it's, it's definitely not Chris Pratt's fault yeah. like, you, you give him something to do and he'll do it but th- I think it was just that was poor writing yeah. Like the story and plot was was fairly weak in general. Weak, yeah, yeah. You, you take. I mean, I like the island scene, and then when you take when Nothing. you have like this mansion, and you can like you close, you make like this bigger world. It's supposed to be Jurassic World, and I know get they get to, to the end, but you you contain it to a, one mansion pretty yeah, much basement a basement. Yeah, and although I like that idea of you're stuck in a house and dinosaurs are loose on it, I just they they could have done a little bit more yeah. with it. Yeah, not that it's bad, per se. But no, I still I still yeah. enjoyed watching this. Like, yeah. like Jurassic World movies, they're not gonna get any sort of <laughs> uh, credits or any sort of awards for their amazing writing and stuff like that. Yeah. These, these are popcorn movies, and they're gonna keep making them because guess what? It it already has a world war worldwide total of over a billion dollars. Yeah, they just on a hundred seventy million budget. As so. long as they keep being exciting and having their moments. Then people continue to watch. You're gonna it. and and like, like I as I said, I watched Jurassic World the other day. It has rewatchability because there's something that you can just turn on. You don't necessarily have to be you can super turn, engaged. Turn in the it. movie on, turn your brain off. Exactly, and you don't. You can be doing other things. You can check in your tweets or some shit like that. Yeah, you can be doing something else. Like I was, yeah. I definitely was doing something else, like cooking dinner or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Real mature James. James did a hand motion of masturbation. <laughs> you can't see that. Folks. I would never. <laughs> I would never do that. But yeah, this one, uh, I don't know. Check it out. It, it's fun enough, obviously. You're if you like some... Jurassic Park movies, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies, oh, wait, give could... it a go. For one more thing, I liked how the Indoraptor, how it had a little bit of a personality when he's like, faking his own death yeah and the guy goes in there like stupid there's stupid character moves and the stupid human moves stupid idiot you go into the cage never go in the cage and you can see like the indoraptor's like kind of smiling 
when he's like, oh, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Like, and then gonna, eyes closed. I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. And then I'm eyes closed. Kiss you. Yeah, that was, that was really good. And this then he obviously. trying to take a trophy, essentially, trying yeah, to take, take like a tooth or, or a nail or yeah. claw, whatever. Not, yeah, and then but. one other part other than, other than that I liked was the closing or the when they're escaping the island and you see like the the bront, brontosaurus, like the, the big long neck. Yeah. Long neck. It's a brontosaurus. Yeah, brontosaurus. It it like runs to the end of like the dock and just like all it can do is just wait till the flames and ashes engulf it and it just dies and like right there it's like a little moment where it's like you're trying to feel for the dinosaurs a little bit because it is like it's played that way. It's so sad. And you know it's like it's just it's so big it can't do anything. Can't swim. Can't swim. It's It's, it's so sad. Anyway, I really I really like that. So sad. And the T Rex obviously has its. Heroic moments again. Always, this. yeah. Always with T Rex, but this one, it, uh, it like we mentioned, it leaves the door open for another movie, and maybe they'll actually use the world title to a little bit more uh, expansive setting, where we can see the I effects of the now. dinosaurs being escaped and how they're going to coexist um, with people, coexist or not exist or, at all. You know, if they're going to or make humans not exist at all. Exactly, and you don't know how. Like I figure, I guess they've figure out a way to breed themselves now i think they mentioned that in the first we were discussing that after we left that we were dinosaur <laughs> dinosaur scissoring is that Di- maybe <laughs> well they tried to make them all females so yeah and then that didn't work out they just changed genders yeah. on the fly just uh 2018 <laughs> you see like a a flossoraptor with like a, a pink shred of hair and like a shaved half head <laughs> don't assume my gender okay Talking. Can you like, speak to your at, manager at, at a Starbucks. <laughs> oh, that's good. Get a venti frappe, mochaccina, soy milk, and uh, and hold the straw, please. I don't want. I don't need one of your plastic straws. Organic gonna, straws. This is the Jurassic World now, and my world isn't going to go to shit due to global warming. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Thank you no, very much. Uh huh. And I'll also eat your face now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. That, that's, that's Jurassic World. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom again, decent enough popcorn flick. Check it out if you want. It's it's exciting. Fine. Turn the turn the movie on. Have a good time. It's fine. Enjoy it. Enjoy now, some action. Now should we have a quick little break do, 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 and then and then come back to Ant Man and the Wasp? And by break I mean you won't even notice it because the power of editing. Yeah, power of editing. Boss. And. and Look at that. It's like we didn't even leave. You don't even know if we, we left or not. We never even broke once. <laughs> we fooled you. We got you good. Got you guys good. So good. Power of editing. Power of editing. Now on to our main feature. Our feature film. From our double feature here today. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. The sequel to a movie where I didn't even know the original movie was actually going to be a thing. Yeah, you know, because that that first Ant Man that was probably a, such a logistical nightmare, like because obviously Edgar Wright was going to direct it uh, before even the MCU was even a thing. I think he had plans for Ant Man for a while, and then uh, the MCU happened, and that kind of scrapped all the things that he had planned. And Peyton Reed came and took it over, and the rest and is history. Pow! We got a movie. We got a movie, and Ant Man. How'd you like the original Ant Man? It was okay. Yeah, it was just fine, right? Yeah. I thought it was fun, but I mean, I haven't watched it a second time. Oh, you haven't? No. I've watched it a couple times, and like, I thought it was as good as an Ant-Man movie could be. Like, for 
fucking the superhero first of all is I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, the concept seems shitty. It's it's ridiculous. But and that's from a comic book guy that, you know, enjoys his characters. Yeah. And I think they pull it off quite well. You know, the going with an older Hank Pym in this universe cuz he was obviously the original Ant-Man. Yeah. And they have Scott Lang and Paul Rudd just he, I think he killed it as Scott Lang. Like yeah. he's just like this lovable loser hero, <laughs> you know. Pretty well. That's the best way. That's probably the best way. Yeah. yeah, and Paul Rudd does do a good job in both movies. Yeah, I, I, I really, I didn't, I didn't mind the. I mean, obviously it has its issues. Um, like, like what? Uh, it's, it's pretty much a, a smaller version, so to speak, <laughs> of, of an Iron Man. You know, like you have the hero with the Ant Man suit, and then you have a villain with another different Ant Man suit, and that was the, the essentially Iron Man one. Right, that was like the 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 picky naysayers. Like that's what they're comparing it to, right? You have Iron Man, you have Iron Monger in the first one, right? Yeah. You have Ant Man, and you have the fucking someone just slammed their fucking door down the hallway. I have new floors; you can hear everything now. But no, you have Ant Man and what Yellow Jacket? I think his name was. Yeah. Corey Stoll is that? Corey. And no, that, that movie was fine. So we got the sequel three years later, and this is. This movie is released like three months after the huge Marvel event of obviously Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. Where you didn't see Ant-Man at all in that movie or the Wasp. Nope. None of that. None of these characters. They didn't so get the invite. Didn't get the invite. This movie takes place, you don't really know, it takes place before um, Infinity War or maybe during the events of Infinity War. You don't really know because yeah. I think this is in, set in San Francisco. Yeah, San Fran. Something like that? It is yeah. San Fran. Yeah, okay. But they don't, yeah, they don't really give us, it's hard to figure out the timeline. All you know. get a little hint at the end, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, so all you know for sure is that, um, so Ant-Man, or Scott Lang, Paul Rudd, he's been on house arrest. He was able to get free from the raft, which is the giant super prison. Yeah. Um, after he helped out Captain America's side on, in Civil War. You've seen that one, right? Or you haven't? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so you saw that. And because he's not necessarily super powered, I think that's why they took him off the raft. And he, and he struck a deal where he'd be, you know, still be able to see his family and stuff just in his house for two years. And now it's coming up to that two years, like he's going to be free again. But you know what? He don't don't fuck around. Don't do anything you got stupid. Three days got left. Three days. Be good boy. Be good boy. Be so good boy. And I like that little montage where he's fucking around the house and yeah, actually has a good relationship with uh, uh, Jimmy Woo. Yeah, who play who, who's played who's by his, Randall Park? Yeah, his uh, FBI 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 guy that he kind of checks up on him and yeah. stuff like that. And they have a good relationship. Obviously, obviously, they've been checking in on him quite a bit. Yeah, and he has a great opening scene where he's playing with his daughter Cassie, and you know he's built this elaborate like indoor setup of like trying to do like a, a mini heist and stuff. And yeah, see that nice little spot or little trophy. The that's what they get at the end, right? World's but, greatest grandma. World's greatest grandma. I was like, oh, that's all they had in the store. And then they go, they go down this slide, and like that slide, first of all, that he built in the house, pretty elaborate. It's awesome. Yeah, like he, you can tell he has, he's had time he's to got, do this. Got some time on his hands, and it, it was so good. It's better than anything the jackass guys ever did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's that's, so good. It's too safe for a jackass town. It's true. They need to not have the slide, but still go down where they <laughs> went. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you see him like his ankle bracelet's very sensitive. He, yeah. he broke through a fence, and, and then obviously, the boom. He gets it triggered, but not in like the the uh, social justice warriors triggered Close. type thing. <laughs> you obviously see the FBI just come and yeah. barge in and stuff, and um, they raid his house. Raid his house, like the ex-wife is there, over. and it, and his 
now, I guess, is ex-wife's new husband. <laughs> and he's turned a new leaf. He really likes Scott now. And uh, I was like, she's she's saying, Judy Greer. She's like, you can't do this. He's just saying, you know, no, actually they can. Yeah. You need a warrant. No, they, no, no, they, they don't. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good banter um, to start off the movie like that. And um, obviously you have the first opening, before the opening credits happen, uh, Hank and Janet, or no, sorry, Hank and Hope are building something uh, to try to reach the mother. <coughs> their mother they, who think who they think was dead inside the quantum realm the quantum realm she's been there forever but uh scott he kind of has a vision of her and he yeah. le- leaves a message and and he leads them on this giant thing where holy shit we might actually be close to something we might be connected in some way she it's might some... have left me with something yeah and that's how this, this movie pretty much opens is well now hope pops up and kind of uh Kidnaps uh, Paul Rudd. Yeah, she, <laughs> she, she definitely him, kids, yeah. kidnaps him, and they're obviously not on good terms. Like Hope and Hank, it, you find out that Scott stole the Ant Man suit in order to help uh, Captain America. Cap, as Cap? A, you know, as, as friends. Oh, like, not yeah, friends. Oh, but, yeah. You mean <laughs> everyone calls him that? Everyone you know, over there. <laughs> yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, he has a little beat, but you know, they're they're pissed at him because they didn't tell him, and obviously him using their tech also puts them in danger. So they've been on the run this entire time uh, because they're wanted for pretty much not necessarily knowing they were assisting a felon. Yeah, essentially, yeah, being guilty by association. Accomplices, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. You know? And he's always worried. He needs to get back. He needs to get back. I need to get back. I need to get back. But he ends up kind of helping them. And the movie happens across three days. And that's a, a lot happens that three days. A lot does happen. Yeah, it's a pretty eventful three days. Um where do you want to start off from this? Like, how- um, well, she's kidnapped him. Essentially, they give him the rundown. Like, oh, we think it's possible to retrieve slash save mom out of the mm. quantum realm. Um, this is our big machine to open up the quantum realm. He explains like that to a T. Um, the the hide and go seek. Yeah. Like a dream that he had, but it was also her memories, like Janet's memories. Yeah, and, it, and they have a good moment there. It's like, yeah, that's where I used to hide every time I would play hide and, hide and seek. He's like, uh, I think you don't understand the game. But, yeah, <laughs> I don't think you get the concept of hide and go seek. That was there's little jokes throughout this entire movie where it, it is it is funny. It's funnier than it does some, have like some funny parts. Yeah, I think they needed that as a little bit of a palate cleanser from the last movie because it was so like intense and like world changing. Uh, you know events that were going on this one's just again I, for lack of a better word it's a smaller scale like so it's just happening with, with these people yeah with the particular a, set a, of characters it's a personal of... story it's a rescue mission to save Janet essentially but while that's going on they're trying to escape the clutches of like some shady black market dealer played by Walton Goggins who's a pretty good actor I always liked that guy he's, he's a charming sociopath and usually most of the stuff that he does yeah, uh, he was the bad guy again in, in Laura Croft Tomb Raider. Yeah, um, and then you have another villain that kind of pops up with this whole quantum realm thing, kind of related, not really, but she pops up around the same time. Uh, she's just referred to as Ghost, Ghost, the Ghost, Ghost. And now I really, she's a villain, but, but she's not, not necessarily, necessarily. I wouldn't say she's necessarily a villain, but she's she's trying to access the quantum realm. To essentially save her life. Yeah, she's she's slowly dying. Yeah, and you because find out she was exposed to the quantum realm 
by her father yeah. who was trying to experiment. They, he was he used to work for Pym Industries or something like that, and worked with uh, Lawrence no, Fishburne for Shield. Shield, that's right. Together, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she was associated of, uh, of an associate with Pym and, then, Pym and Bill Foster, who was Lawrence Foster, and then Lawrence Pym Fishburne. essentially got them both fired by the sounds of it. Yeah, um, but you never really understand. Like you kind of get a little bit more of that Hank Pym is a giant asshole. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> a I'm giant sure... asshole. <laughs> yeah, a giant, giant asshole. But I'm sure he has his reasons because you don't really... They don't really go into depth. They're they kind just, of like... They he also, said, she said. You also find out like... It's just little things like that because in the comics as well, Hank Pym has had these gigantic asshole moments. Like he's even in one point like beaten Janet Van Dyne. Like there's a scene where he slap Oh, like backhand slaps her. That's a huge like thing of uh, like domestic violence and stuff like that. But they even hint at it in the first one where uh, the Pym particles they have an effect on the mind yeah. and how it can slowly wear away at you. So maybe with his other interactions with his colleagues and stuff like that, when he was constantly being Ant Man, that's why he was being. But it's only if you have that kind of knowledge of the comics where you can kind of look into that or see into that. I don't know if it's purposely done like that to to show with other characters his interactions because he's burnt a lot of bridges. All the bridges. Like, he was good friends with Bill Foster and, and Goliath, for example. Like, that's another... He's a he's a comic book character. You know, he yeah. d- gets giant, go figure. Uh-huh. 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 But uh, maybe that's why he's, you know, he's, he's had all these poor interactions with these other characters. But again, you can only allude to it if you know that history of it. Um, but yeah, the ghost as a villain, I thought it was... She wasn't necessarily... Okay, so she was a villain for having that superhero villain for them to fight. But she wasn't a villain in the sense that I'm just doing this for the sake of being a mustache twirling BD Wong, for example, in yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. Who we didn't forget to mention. Did he get fucked up by a Velociraptor? I think Blue ate him, didn't he? I just remember that right now. I can't remember. Anyway, I think he... Or, anyway. We'll probably see him again. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> He's got back. She has her own reasons for doing this, and she's she's been kind of exploited after this accident. She's exploited by the government. S.H.I.E.L.D. uses her as this crazy infiltrating assassin yeah. through their bidding and stuff but this you kind of feel for her as, a, as an individual because she's been weaponized every time she she phases or shifts or something she, 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 she she's just, slowly dying she's, yeah she's slowly dying but she's also saying like imagine being like torn apart and then stitched back together yeah. constantly so and you can see it kind of like wear on her a little bit when she's fighting you don't see it as much because she's obviously like hooked up on adrenaline or something yeah kicking ass but when she slow, has, that, suit on, has so. that time to slow down and you see her face like she's in a lot of pain yeah. and all she wants to do right now is use this tech that, that that Pim and Hope have made to rescue Janet using it for herself to to like to harvest this energy yeah. and to kind of heal herself and so that puts her aside from a bunch of other Marvel villains that just kind of like lose their mind you're like, just out there for like the as greater I, evil. As I mentioned, for like um, like Ironmonger, for example, he just becomes a dick in Iron Man. Or you know, you have Thor: The Dark World's villain, the elf, who's just a a giant dick for the sake of taking over the world, and turning yeah. it all in darkness or whatever. She's she's good. The only, uh, the actual villain I would say in this movie is probably Walton Goggins, because he you don't find out who he's working for. He he's just doing this. He he's alludes, doing this. Um, he alludes that he has friends in the FBI, and you see his friend, but he gets fucked up. But yeah. Um, I want to know who else he's working for. If there's someone else higher above higher him, because yeah. he's not—he's he, obviously like he's a bad guy and he's trying to use his tech f- to sell money and stuff like that. But that can't just be his only motivation. I think there's someone else pulling his strings, and he's just like a mid-level mid-level douche. L- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you get that vibe from him. He's not the head honcho of anything going on that's crazy, and neither is his buddy at the FBI. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe they're both just mid-level douches working together to try to benefit from each other, but then that's a weak villain. Yeah, exactly. So I think there's someone else. Either weak villain, bad writing, or we see something else in the next. And I think they have to do something like that, because Ant-Man, off the top of my head, I can't think of any great villains of his. I think Ghost... I think I read somewhere that Ghost was actually an old Iron Man villain, and it was a dude initially. Maybe. Yeah, but anyway. I I, I like that, that, that separation for the villain, like... But she was badass. I thought her action scenes were really good. I actually really liked good, yeah. the was... hand-to-hand combat um, with Ant-Man, the Wasp, and and the Ghost when they're all fighting against each other. Yeah, it's very cool. Really crisp. I really like that. Because she's phasing, and mm-hmm. they're both shrinking and uh, being enlarged and shrinking and being enlarged. It's a lot of like phasing and actually, like, shifting. Their, and... their final battle at the end, they, they use that teamwork, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, they use that teamwork quite a bit more. And when they're shrinking and doing that, when they're yeah. phasing, I think that's how they get the advantage on her to, to, for the fight. But earlier on, you see, even the Wasp was trying to do that with her, and she can't do it one-on-one. She, no, yeah, she doesn't know what's going on, yeah. and it's her first interaction with this character, obviously, right? She's trying to learn on the on, on the fly, because <laughs> she has wings. Because she's a Wasp. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought, I thought those, those scenes were pretty cool. Um, again, I'm going to shit on the people that do trailers for these movies. Because they showed all the good They parts. showed everything. Every, every good part about this movie, you knew Ant-Man was going to turn into Giant Man. You knew the Wasp was going to be there and she's going to be kicking ass and taking names. You knew the Ghost would show up. <laughs> <Excuse me. laughs> actually, actually. Sneezes. Sneezes. You knew, um, I don't know, there's even some funny bits and stuff like that that were all shown. So you know what's going to happen. You know Luis is going to, like, uh, Michael Pena is going <laughs> to get the car. Yeah. You know, you know Ant-Man's going to skateboard down using a truck. Yeah, on you know, fucking downtown San Francisco. So, it, I just thought, you know, and you know, like, a Pez is going to be gigantified. Yeah. You know, and, and thrown at someone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so they show everything that you see in the movie that sticks out in the trailer. So, it, so it doesn't was, really stick out. It was kind of disappress- like, depressing. <laughs> depressing and disappointing. Disappressing, obviously. Yeah, it's bad because they show you all that all that shit in the trailers, yeah. but at the same time, they don't tell you anything about, like, the story. They're not selling you on, like, what you're going to see necessarily and I wasn't like, expecting look at all of our special effects yeah although I did like the special effects on this like, I know yeah. they, they did it quite a bit more with the shrinking of just random objects or yeah. shrinking and enlarging um, I did like how or kind of in between this how the regulator on Scott's suit was kind of funky yeah it, it added some comedic bits mainly and this is the one scene that was actually uh, that you didn't know was going to happen ish it was when he gets stuck as like a child size in the school. In the school, yeah, that's really good. Like early, early, like that beat, and like she's Hope is making fun of him, and he gets turns gigantic in a in a closet real quick, and then turns <laughs> into a small child. Yeah, has to put on a sweater. He's he's double stepping like each step going down <laughs> back into the van. I thought that was really fun. Like so, if they and I was surprised by it. So if they did more of not showing that, like I liked that because I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. Then do more of that, off. you know, and like show less in the trailer, you know, show a couple bits in here, but not the full thing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. It's just fuck trailers figured out. Yeah. Trailers are, especially for an Ant-Man movie. Like you can only do so much. You know, he's either going to get big or get small, but play around with it and don't show us all that going into the movie. You know, 
There's only a few things where I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I like that. That's cool. That's new. But you saw it's it. It's different. Especially the main, the big fight for the wasp. I liked all the wasp's action sequences. I'm glad they included her in this movie finally. And, like, Evangeline D- Lilly, she does Like, I know you weren't too much of a fan of, like, her per se. Yeah. Her outside of being the wasp, she was meh. She's just kind of, boring in the movie. Like, who cares? Her as a wasp, and like we said, like her action scenes and stuff, they were awesome. Mm-hmm. But when she's just having like dialogue with her dad or whatever, and like, meh. I, I thought she was just a little boring. The one part where I thought she had a little bit more personality was when she was with Luis in the van, uh, and he was talking about something, and, and she's like, nah, man, like, or like, what's up, man, or yeah. something like that. She just said, like, it's a one line, yeah, but it's just like it changes like her it just yeah. changed a little bit like You're she made a little, person. little bit more of like a yeah exactly yeah. you know instead of like this tight up yeah instead of this tight ass uh just all the time on you know so she just like let down her guard a little bit i think you can kind of like work with that but obviously she was still trying to work out her feelings with ant-man and like her yeah. mother and stuff like that but She's the movie going on. the movie is it's just an extended rescue mission for janet yeah you don't know if she's gonna live or not they Again, okay. So and it's essentially, like, all of the issues that arise, that they have, that come up, that they have to overcome, happen between the start of the movie and the start of when they actually get the Quantum Realm open. After they open up the Quantum Realm, it's, there's just nothing special about the mission. Like, dad's in and out. No problem. Like, rest of Well, I mean, that's, a, that's more at the end, right? Like, I mean, yeah, the, but the three quarters of the movie, they're trying to get the, the quantum realm going. Exactly. So, yeah. one, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. the, the movie is about the mission. Yeah. But the mission itself, there's nothing to it. Well, that's because, like, they're always on the run, too, right? Like, oh, we got to do this. Oh, no one know they, they know we're here. Oh, we yeah. got to do this. We got to hide. We can't do it when the building's small. Yeah. But then when we can do it, and then we can shrink the thing. And then when. We're done. You can you can make back the up building and, big again, and then you can come out in normal size, and everything will be like happy, man. Yeah, and that's it's just it's just a constant like, do it or shrunken, do it or big, do it or shrunk, do it or big. I liked Luis, his whole truth serum scene. Yeah, when he, when he gets good. into like it's, again, that's a great scene from the first Ant Man where he's telling his stories, and I liked, you know, again you see more Evangeline Lily having a little bit more fun with it when he's doing like the the, the dialogue, and she's like doing his his stuff that's fun it's that whole, whole scene is fun because it's like oh it is truth serum <laughs> or and the ghost shows up and then the baba vega or the baba yuga the baba yaga or the yuga the, russian the, employee the bo- yeah the, gone. the boogeyman that scene was so funny because he had like legitimate terror i felt his yeah, terror for that because he was scared. talking about it the yeah. baba yaga the baba yaga yeah. it only comes at night <laughs> he's like whispering to his under his breath and stuff yeah. That's that fantastic. Funny. I love that. And yeah, those set kicks are fine. And Luis adds a little bit more. Um, yeah, it was, it was it was fun. Like I did have fun with this movie, but again, it didn't hadn't necessarily done anything different. There there, there will yeah. be like some other effects from this movie that the other Marvel movies will feel. For example, um, I'm not talking about talking about the end yet, but when they do rescue Janet, she has she's some somehow adapted. So she's got some weird ass powers going on that wasn't has nothing to do with the wasp. Yeah, and they also in the quantum realm you find out that uh, there's a great spa in the quantum realm, and you can get your facial done, you can get makeup put on everywhere, uh, you can get a new cool uh, sash. Put get, around. Yeah, get a new weapon. You can get a new outfit. Um, 
and just make sure your hair is like perfectly on fleek for, yeah. after being in a miscellaneous quantum zone for, like for 20 plus 30 years, years. Yeah. yeah and i thought that was really cool how they had those services yeah must be nice <laughs> must, must be, be nice a great place <laughs> it's, it's cool to see michelle pfeiffer show up as the original wasp and, but she is again her character she has some sort of weird powers that are unknown at this point because she sees you see her heal the ghost yeah. somehow she stops phasing for at least a little bit well, how would that how's that going to affect other movies like what where is that going to go like how is that going to affect other characters throughout these next couple of movies like, I, don't, I don't know there's nothing no pretense on like what power she has yeah but we don't know we don't know because <laughs> the after credit scene the after mid, credit mid scene. credit scene if you will I <laughs> guess yeah, yeah. So, mid-credit scene, essentially, they're sending Scott back into the quantum realm so that he can... I think he's going to try to harvest some quantum energy. They're trying to harvest quantum energy because it's supposed to be the next big thing. Mm -hmm. And exactly while he's there and he gathers energy, he's like, all right, beat me back up, Beat me back, Scotty. (laughs) And uh, that's when Thanos snapped his fingers. Must have snapped. It, It shows back where the three of them are, Hope. Hank and Janet, and they're they sitting all, there, and they're all just dust in the yeah. wind. I close my eyes. Yeah, you're oh. only for a moment, and the moment's gone. <laughs> yeah, and that. then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's, that, he's stuck in the quantum realm. Those three got Thanos. Got Thanos hard. Yeah, snappity doo bop. So what's next? What's for, next for Ant Man? Is yeah. he gonna? I think there's there has to be some sort of like time jump or something like that. It's gonna be all over the place. Yeah. So we don't know where Ant Man's gonna lead or where. I guess you're not gonna see him until Avengers Four. So he's well, gonna be stuck in the quantum realm for that time. We really gonna see him that much? Is he's he... gonna be in there. Yeah. There's been set photos. Oh, is there? And I think there's gonna be like some sort of time jump or something like that. It's where like who's gonna get him out? Uh, if anything, I think maybe Doctor Strange, but mm. he has to unfizzle yeah. himself because yeah. in Doctor Strange. He actually, while he's being blasted by the Tilda Swinton's character, the Grandmaster or whatever. Yeah. Not the Grandmaster. Uh, the, uh, I don't know, the Supreme Sorcerer at the beginning of Doctor Strange. She blasts Doctor Strange through all these different realms. And he actually ends up in the Quantum Realm while she's doing the whole thing. So he can actually go there yeah. um, by with magic and stuff. So maybe yeah. that's how he gets out. Or there's some other time thing that happens and he's back and so some set photos where uh like it's captain america tony stark and ant-man all together but they're all wearing like the original stuff from avengers one mm. so it's like they're in the battle of new york and they all have like weird like hand time that looks like little hand pieces hand yeah. time pieces and you no know, captain america he's like shaved again tony stark looks older i think he has like the same outfit on from so I think there has to be some sort of time travel going on Gotta there. Be. But yeah, that's that's going to be interesting to see where this lets off. And I know there's going to be, like his daughter, for example, Cassie. It's actually a nice little nod to the comic books as well when she's having a conversation with Scott. I'm like, oh, I could be your partner. I was thinking about me. Because she becomes her own superhero eventually when she's older. I think she part, becomes part of the Young Avengers as, uh, I can't remember her name, like Stinger or something like that. I don't know. You won't know either. But she's, she actually does become some sort of superhero, so that's a nice little wink and nod yeah. at that. Um, but she, I know her character also gets recast as, like, 
think right now on the on the IMDb, it's like some fifteen or sixteen year old girl, and like the girl, the, she's a great actress in this as as Cassie in the first two Hamans, but she's like what like eight so or nine? Yeah, I think she's supposed to be ten. Yeah, but she's she's super young, but there's obviously some sort of jump there. So it's gonna be interesting to see where this lands off because that's that's quite uh, an impactful ending, and you can kind of see like yeah. Now we know that it's caught up to okay. Now this is where yeah. Now it's caught up the to the Marvel universe. That's right. Yeah, and then until we go back again for the next movie, Captain Marvel, which has been announced to be set in the nineties. Ooh. Until that movie, we'll do the same Barracuda. thing pretty much as Ant Man, where it'll jump to leading into Avengers Four. Yeah. Because I see tie everything up together. Yeah. So tie it all together. Bring it together for the kids. Uh, how well did this movie do, real quick? Money wise. Yeah. 12 bucks. 12 12 dollars. The price of a cheap Tuesday ticket in most other places other than Yellowknife. Um so the budget was I don't know what it was. Doesn't matter. Um so far like oh like just under 200 mil, I think. But it just opened right the other day or on Friday, right? So it's yeah, first open on Friday, yeah. So that's 200 you said uh, like 168 oh, okay mil, I think. so yeah i'll probably get 200 by now yeah at least so that's not bad i mean it, it's it's done better than the first ant-man which i think made just like 50 million for its opening weekend uh, oh that's right it made i think it was tracking for 80 mil and then they just made under that for 76 mil for opening weekend yeah at least domestically so okay so the budget right now it was 162 mil for the budget which is Kind of fucking big, but I guess there's lots of effects and stuff going on there. It's interesting. Very interesting. Fucking, they got tons of money to spend around. Oh yeah, I mean there's Disney, Marvel, whatever. It's all the same. Yeah. (laughs) They're not worried about it. They'll get it back. No problem too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like they're gonna make money off this, obviously. Um, But yeah, as I said, this this is pretty mid tier Marvel. Um, It's. it's a focused in, like, not end of the world type of thing. It's just trying to make sure, like, the technology doesn't get written to the wrong hands and, you know, kind of use it to help themselves with Get Janet and all that stuff. So it's very tight-knit. It's very personal to a small group of characters. Yeah. So that's cool. They don't really touch on anybody else? No, you, you get anyone that was in the first one is pretty much back other than uh, Yellow Jacket. And they, they're fine. They're all, they're all pretty good. And I like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Um... Evangeline Lilly is, is badass, but I think if they they opened up her character a little bit more, she could provide a little bit more for Hope Van Dyne instead of being just like this tough badass. Yeah, this and, tough badass is just kind of so-so for the whole movie. And keep, uh, like, Michael Douglas was great. He's pretty good at it. Um, I did like Randall Park as Jimmy Woo. His relationship, yeah, he's like hilarious. at the end, at the end there, they they've obviously had some, they have some sort of relationship, and they're just like joking, like, "Oh, were you asking me for dinner? Like, yeah. do, do you want to go? Do you like, do do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll get you the next time I catch you. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just awkward. It's so awkward. It's 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 pretty good though, and obviously uh, Michael Pena's Luis, keep him in because he's, he's hit, him and his two other uh, sidekicks there, Ti and the Russian guy. Yeah, like just keep those guys around because they're great secondary characters. They're, they're such a good supporting cast that helps with that comedic side of things and also help with, with what was going on. Yeah, they're they're part of it. 
And they're still hilarious. Yeah. All right, I think that's that's it for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, just under two hours, which is perfect for this type of Marvel movie. Yeah. I didn't yeah, feel like it's... It, was, it wasn't too long. I didn't feel it like did, it slogged it on. It didn't like, really feel like it was dragging on or anything like that. No. I did like the, the scene where Janet takes over uh, Paul Rudd's... Yeah, that was funny. His body and like... Yeah. <laughs> they're holding hands and like, oh, holding sweetie, or jelly bean and Pam and uh, and and hope and hope. Yeah, that was a really good. Really Again, and then he comes back and he's like looking the, at his hands, like holding the, Pam's hand. He's what like, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> What's going on? Again, I like that scene because I didn't know it was coming. Yeah. Weird, right? Weird. Oh my god. God, dang, guys. <laughs> Figure out your trailers, Disney. Fuck. They're just doing that. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Cut the crap. I think that's it for uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yep. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. And Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom and Attack of the Dinosaur Island 5. That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, Any closing remarks? Have you seen anything recently other than... uh, A few things here or there. I watched... Probably the most important thing I watched was... uh, The Room and uh disaster artist and then disaster Artist. you watched both yeah, those yeah watched both. good yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've seen the room like once before daniel and i watched it <laughs> yeah. at buffalo and then yeah so I, I watched it i watched the disaster artist first and then i rewatched like the room just okay. had it kind of on in the background while i was doing other stuff yeah just good laughs i watched good it laughs too, all around yeah, yeah when, we, when we watched it in ottawa for the special episode yeah. right yeah um we had such a good time with it. It was so well done. Yeah. It timed me apart, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, and then we both watched The Staircase separately. But yes, the full series on Netflix. Full series, there. yeah. Full 13 hours. Did he do it? I don't know, man. The guy's such a scumbag, it's hard to tell. Yeah. He, Even if he didn't do it, he's a super scumbag. He is a piece so, of shit. Um, it was interesting, though. Interesting relationship with his family and... Uh, I just want... the entire court system was totally fucked and flawed. Oh, yeah. There's so many flaws and issues, and we don't know if we're getting the full real story or what we're getting. No, and it's from his angle, right? They're yeah. trying to make him seem innocent, but he that guy, was he's just so duplicitous, it seems. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say that he that he did do it, but... Yeah, it's at, a lot of blood. At the same time, like, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know. It's a lot of blood, but we're like... Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it just kind of leads leads it at the end. It's like, all right, well that was a thing. Yeah, it's, it's, you know the, these type of documentaries just have more questions than than are answered. Yeah, at the end exactly. of it. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, goddamn it! You're supposed to answer all my and questions, the, not give me more. And some of those fucking episodes are, it's a long slog. Yeah, I finished season of two of Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I liked it better than the first season. Um, they kind of fix Iron Iron Fist in one of the episodes towards the end. Uh, again, thirteen episodes is a fucking lot for these these shows. I think you, cut, you should cut it down. Cut it down to ten. You know, you, I know how, how you can have a, one or two episodes for like exploratory purposes for the different characters and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like it's there's it's so much time. These these shows are an hour long. You have more than enough time to tell your story. Um, but it was it was interesting enough, and the villain was. A little bit more compelling than last time, so I liked it. Good. Yep. Anything else? Yeah, it's pretty much the only really important stuff that I watched. Yeah, I've, I've dicked around with a couple other things, things that I've seen before. Yeah, just nothing that's standing out. So yeah, that's right. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's Word. it for I think this is episode thirty-eight. Thirty-eight and thirty-eight point two. Nice. 
I like it. I like it a lot. So, guys, if you want to reach out to the show, you can hit up our email, uh, our Gmail, ohmygodandaudio at gmail.com. You can find us on soundcloud.com slash armchair-reviews and on iTunes and where usually you can find a bunch of other podcasts and shows and stuff like that. All of the podcasts. We might be changing our host. Don't tell SoundCloud. Don't tell them. Oh, they don't listen to this anyway. It's fine. Yeah. But we might be figuring something else out. Where yeah, we looking into some other options. We might might be heading to Spotify soon as well. Ooh. So that'd be, that'd be pretty cool for us, I the, think. The big Spotify. The big Spotify these Would days. Be the, kids, the kids love the, the Spotify. The kids love it. So they can stream us anywhere. Hopefully, we'll have news on that within the next few weeks or so. I'm hoping. Hopefully. Maybe even hoping. by the next time but we're here. Our our iTunes is going to stay the same. Like, we're not... Yeah, it's not changing. Yeah, yeah. We're, that's our most reliable spot. You can find us on for download or or just listening. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Christ, uh, at Christopher Gods and Twitter. I need to be more active on Twitter. I think I need to step up my Twitter game. Your tweets at Christoph Godden. Tweets per day need to go up. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And where can they find you, James? Good question. <laughs> Good question. Here the answer is, is on Twitter. <laughs> uh... Well, I can't even remember my handle. Makai J. Makai J was a 14 on Twitter. Yeah. And, the, and then Makai J91 on Instagram. On. It's bad that I don't even know my own <laughs> handles to things. And we've done this self-absorbed times. people. I think you should be. I should be. But Treat I'm yourself. Treat myself. Yeah. And I think that's it. That's pretty much it, guys. Is that it for you? I think that's it for me. That's it for me. Okay. And then what are we doing next week? What are we doing next week? What's coming out? Um, What's out this Friday? Maybe? I know... I don't. I know we didn't get Sicario Day of the Soldado come yeah, the only which is stupid because they're advertising it. <sighs> movie looks so fucking badass stupid idiots maybe it'll come next week or something maybe um, but I don't know what else is coming in the Yellowknife so we'll have to look we'll look we'll see what's coming out then we'll toss it on our Twitter and then and uh, go from there when hopefully what, again we're going to try to figure out this fucking schedule friends and the family and the kids of the show know yes sir alright alright guys we'll catch you next time this has been Armchair Reviews we're out We're out. Goodbye. See ya. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.